Welcome to the Liberty Leadership in Lies with Larry Linton podcast. For those of you who are new listeners, this podcast will be about exactly what the title implies. We will discuss the state of liberty in our republic today and how it is being eroded by the very institution that was created by our founding fathers to protect it, which is the government that now hates us. We'll also discuss the many different types and styles of leadership that exist today, but more frequently we'll talk about how our republic is best served by true servant leadership in elected office. On the topic of lies, we will discuss the many pervasive lies that are told in society today, and not only by our government, but their willing partners in the news media, social media, and tech sectors. These lies, they're designed to rob us of our liberty and destroy our trust in and reliance on the founding principles of our nation and its constitution. I will also use a portion of each episode to discuss my election campaign to represent Tennessee's House of Representatives, District 12. And what I hope to accomplish with my campaign is just basically a couple of things. I want to bring to Nashville an example of what following an oath to the Constitution looks like. And this is based upon my 30 years of service to our nation in the United States Navy. Additionally, once I am in Nashville... I would like to restore the state's role as the creator of and the parent to the federal government. What a lot of people don't realize is that our federal government is not a party to our Constitution, but it is a product of the Constitution. And this Constitution is a charter between all of the states that empowers the federal government with certain and extremely limited powers, such as providing for the common defense and to regulate trade. We can also discuss any tactics or techniques the listeners may have in the fight to restore our nation's founding principles when engaging with what has apparently become the people's enemy over the course of generations now, and that is the government that, one, hates us, and two, only sees us as the means to obtain and maintain power. If you would like to contact the show, just send an email to Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. You can also subscribe to my blog there at the website. Additionally, even at the website, you can contribute to my campaign. You can find the podcast and the campaign on social media. Just search for Larry for TN12 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for the campaign info and Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Lynn for the podcast social media pages. I'm also on Telegram as Liberty Leadership and Lies. I will be recording the show either from the Goat Locker Studio in Sevierville, Tennessee, or on remote locations where my consulting business or election campaign takes me. Today's episode is one of those, so I apologize in advance for the sound quality. Before we kick off the episode, let's hear from the podcast primary sponsor. Now let's get on with the show. Well, Happy New Year, and welcome to Season 2 of Liberty Leadership and Lies, ladies and gentlemen. I'm recording this week's episode down in the Permian Basin again, but hey, I want to sincerely thank those listeners that decide to come back and stick with the show for this season. Once again, for those listeners that stuck with us, I would like to encourage you to share this podcast with your family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. As I mentioned at the end of last season, this season, season two, will be a tricky one, but only in a logistical sense. I'm back to consulting on a pretty regular basis now. And this involves a lot of travel all over the country and long work days when I'm on location consulting. And that will bring some recording challenges when I'm not actually in the studio. You'll probably notice it today. 
and the sound quality. This also brings some time management challenges. I've been on location consulting outside Midland, Texas since before Christmas. I cannot wait to get back to my wife. As I mentioned in the opening, this season will involve a lot of material related to my campaign. For any of the new listeners that are not aware of this, I am campaigning to represent Tennessee's House of Representatives District 12 in the Tennessee General Assembly. On that note, if you are a resident of Sevier County and would like to volunteer for the campaign, just send an email to the show. Somebody from my campaign will get in contact with you about volunteer opportunities. Once again, the email address here at the show is Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. But let's cover down on some of the latest lies that our government, which hates us, I would like to remind you, the lies that our government and their media enablers tell you and I and every other American on a daily basis. Let's also cover down on some of the lies that we tell ourselves. We've discussed in the past lies that we tell ourselves, but this is a new one. And right now it goes along these lines. This is a new year. It's 2022. It's upon us. And many people are wondering, hoping, praying that this year will be better than 2020 or 2021. And there are a lot of people that are waiting on the sidelines, telling themselves that somebody else will come to the rescue. Come to rescue them and our country. Well, we need to all forget that. That is a huge lie. Nobody is coming to our rescue. If you are waiting on somebody else to do the work, the work that is necessary to save us, you're setting yourself up for a big disappointment. And talking about this lie that we're telling ourselves about somebody coming to our rescue, it brings to mind a poem I read by Pastor Martin Nymoller. He was a Lutheran pastor who lived in Germany in the last century, prior to and during World War II. This pastor was a very outspoken critic of Adolf Hitler, and that resulted in him spending seven years in a Nazi concentration camp. After the war, he wrote these words, and I quote, First, they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the woke, communist, leftist, deviant culture warriors are coming for us all. Us, you and me. We need to stand up and speak out for every one of us. And the leftists, they will never be satisfied either. Eventually, they will all completely turn on themselves, creating ever more unique and more special subgroups, trying to outdo each other in their wokeness. But before that happens, they will destroy everything you and I hold dear. They will not stop until our Constitution and our way of life are completely destroyed. There isn't anybody else coming to our rescue. We are our own rescue party. We are all the Minutemen of our day. It will take all of us that love the Constitution and the limited government it creates, who are individualists by nature, to band together and fight to restore it. I know that's something us conservatives don't like doing, working together in a collective, so to speak, but... Waiting on others is no longer an option. We could take inspiration from those that are already standing in the arena and fighting back. 
Organizations like Convention of States and RestoreLiberty.org. There is also our national and local right to life organizations, as well as Moms for Liberty or Neighbors for Liberty in your state. There are many organizations out there laying the groundwork for other citizens to wake up and take action, to wake up and shake off the apathy that has gripped our nation for far too long now. So stop telling yourself the lie that others will do the work necessary. You and I, along with all of our family, our friends, our neighbors, need to step up and step in the arena to do the work that is necessary. Conservatives have to get together much better than we have in the past. And we need to do this to accomplish this vital work. So, seek out those organizations. Get involved. Even if it's for just like 10 minutes a day, every little bit helps. You know, when I was on active duty, I used to equate difficult tasks to a poop sandwich. You know, it's difficult and bad when only one person has to take on a monumental task. They are eating the entire poop sandwich alone. That is a bad way, a horrible way to accomplish hard and complicated tasks. But if everybody just takes one small bite of the poop sandwich, in other words, everybody doing their part in tackling the task, the poop sandwich is divided into very small portions, making the shares of the task or the sandwich much smaller and easier to swallow. The more people involved in this task, the better. Again, I know this is something that many conservatives have not been very good at in the past. But we must overcome our reluctance to work together because our republic is at stake, our children's freedoms at stake, our grandchildren's freedoms at stake. Before we go on, let's pause for a word from a supporter of this podcast. Are you looking for a vacation that offers excitement and peaceful tranquility? You can get both right here in East Tennessee. Sevierville, which is the home of Dolly Parton and the world-famous Dollywood, in addition to the many family-friendly attractions in Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, provide the fun and excitement to the tranquil backdrop of the beauty of the rivers, streams, waterfalls, hiking trails, and mountaintop views in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Sean Kelly and his family would love to encourage you to consider vacationing here at the Gateway to the Smoky Mountains. While there are several lodging companies you could choose from, Sean and his family have over 75 years of experience in the hospitality sector. If you are looking for a company with hometown values, where quality accommodations and cleanliness are paramount to your overall guest experience, look no further than Smoky Mountain Cabins of Tennessee. Book with confidence and be sure to tell the Kellys that you are their special guest to receive a 10% discount on reservations. Please be aware, though, that some restrictions do apply. So call now, toll-free at 866-289-8818. You can also look at their cabins online at www.smcabinstn.com. So call now and book your vacation here in the Smoky Mountains with Sean and the Smoky Mountain Cabins of Tennessee staff. They are experts in creating mountain memories one stay at a time. Once again, the number is 866-289-8818, and the website is www.smcabinstn.com. Remember to let the Kellys know that you heard about them here on the podcast when booking your vacation here in the Smoky Mountains. So as I stated in the previous segment, 
We must stop telling ourselves the lie that other people will do the work necessary to rescue our country and rescue our way of life. That lie that somebody else will come to rescue us. We need to overcome our natural tendencies to be individualists in this venture. That is the one thing that the left does very well. Just like jackals or hyenas, they attack the member of the herd that is all alone. Never the herd itself. Leftists band together quite well to take us on individually and destroy us. Then they move on to the next target that is sitting alone. We conservatives need to band together and use this tactic against them. They're breaking themselves up into little woke groups. We need to take them on as collective conservatives. Just look to the recent elections in Virginia and New Jersey and you can see how that played out. Victory in Virginia and a huge shot across the bow in New Jersey. There are a lot of things you can do in a group or as an individual to take a stand in an arena. We can use our federal and state constitutions as the weapon against tyranny. There are also other laws on the books that we can use as well, such as the Freedom of Information Act or public records requests. Submit those requests to your local school boards, for example. We need to let every school board around the country know that we are no longer going to allow them to operate unsupervised by us, their employers. Ask for their processes that they have in place that they use to review curriculum they purchase with our tax dollars. You can also ask for their policies and procedures used in determining teacher promotions. In addition, I would ask for any communications the school boards have with the American Federation of Teachers. You all remember that organization, don't you? They were the ones that petitioned, pleaded with the federal government to sick the FBI on parents because parents were finally starting to wake up and show up at school board meetings. Also, you can ask for any communications these school boards have with national teacher unions. The more specific the request, the better, such as requesting the district's communication with those groups on a particular topic only and for a specific time frame. The more specific you are in those requests, the less opportunity you give them to slow roll your request. And the same thing can be applied to any level of government and any operation of government, like the city or county's communications with a particular builder or a vendor or on a particular project, especially those projects that surprisingly appear in the news or that you notice when you're driving around. Government needs to know that they are supposed to be responsive to their employers, us, we the people. And the more of us that do this, the better. You can do it individually or get together with other like-minded people, the ones that are not waiting on a rescuer, and divvy up the requests. Same thing can be done at the state level, too, with any part of the state government. We need to force every action our elected officials engage in to be brought out into the sunlight. It will be like death from a thousand cuts. I mean, just imagine that. City, county, and state officials having to spend time to responding to hundreds, thousands of open record requests or Freedom of Information Act requests. The more time they have to spend being responsive to our requests, in other words, being held accountable for their actions by their employers, the less time they have to come up with new and ever more inventive ways that they use to rob us of our sweat equity and to rob us of our liberty. 
Also, show up, get involved by attending these school board meetings or city and county government meetings. If there's rallies at the state capitol in support of legislation that is truly conservative and restores our liberty, show up. Take the day off. Go there. Look to those that are already doing it all over the country right now. Take inspiration from these people and get into the arena, especially with these overreaching mandates with regards to vaccines. Look at what happened in Los Angeles County Schools in California here recently. It was reported in early December that because the school district had more than 30,000 unvaccinated students, meaning parents were not subjecting their children to experimental treatments, that caused a delay in its mandated vaccination date of January 10th. They're moving it out to the fall of 2022. This is the type of action that needs to take place all over the country. What happens to school districts that would essentially be barring more than 30,000 students from attending school? Well, they lose federal money. And government organizations at all levels are addicted to that federal money. And it's by design, too. Losing that federal money, which is our tax dollars, forces them into withdrawal. They do not want to do that. The same thing could happen to private corporations, too. Faced with an inability to produce a product or service because employees choose not to get vaccinated would force those companies to take a good hard look at their bottom line. It would force them to join with those other companies and organizations right now that are already pushing back on these unconstitutional mandates. More and more people will wake up to the lie that government has the authority to force individuals and force companies to enforce a vaccine. If a vast majority of people would wake up from their apathy and see the lies the government has been telling us for two years now with this pandemic, we could get a victory in this battle to retain our sovereign control over our own bodies. Then the real pushback needs to happen. Individuals that lost their jobs based upon their non-compliance with the illegal coercion of being forced to take a vaccine, they need to make every company that did that force them to pay and pay dearly in a court of law. We need to let every employer, no matter how big or small of a company they are, we need to let them know that we will no longer comply and they will have to learn this lesson by them taking a big hit in the wallet. No longer will we allow them to lie to us in this way again. No longer will we allow our government to outsource their enforcement into the private sector. Let's pause for another word from a supporter of this podcast. For all my listeners that live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my all-time favorite car mechanics and longtime good friend, Glenn Moser. He is a supporter of this podcast and the owner-operator of Professional Auto, located at 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha, in Virginia Beach. Phone number is 757-962-0102. Not only is Glenn an extremely talented mechanic, but he is also a great American and a staunch supporter of our constitutional rights. My family and I relied on Glenn and Professional Auto for all of our vehicle needs when we lived in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area. Quality work at a fair price and service with a smile are what you will receive when you take your vehicle to Professional Auto. I encourage all my listeners there in the Hampton Rose area to look them up if your car needs work. Again, that is Professional Auto, 
5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and the phone number is 757-962-0102. Back to more lies. And these are coming from the media here just in the last couple of weeks. Here they are. There's a one particular story that was published in The Hill by a Mr. John Kenneth White, opinion contributor, that came out last week that piqued my interest just by its title. The headline read, The Constitution Isn't Working. Isn't that just dandy? Talk about attacking the fabric of our nation. That's something they accuse conservatives and Republicans of all the time. This man's openly doing it in newsprint. This is just one of the insidious ways the media is lying to the American people. Forget going through all the points in the article about how the author thinks the Constitution isn't working. What is really happening is that the Constitution is not being followed. It would work if the government that hates us just followed it. You know, on this podcast, I like to go back to the Founding Fathers and their discussions and writings about the Constitution quite frequently. One of the ones I like to refer to a lot is President John Adams. He was considered the foremost constitutional theorist of the Founding Fathers. By the way, if only our judicial branch would refer to their writings, the Founding Fathers' writings, about the great document that is the Constitution, especially when they're issuing their judicial fiats, we would not be in this mess today. Anyway... Remember back a few episodes when I was discussing the following quote from John Adams? He stated, I quote, Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. That is what is wrong right now. It's not that the Constitution isn't working. Our immoral and anti-religion politicians are not following it. The author then further cited poll numbers of confidence by the electorate in the different branches of government as one of the reasons for his article. Of course, because opinion writers do not like to dig into the root causes of the lack of confidence, which would point to the politicians and judges not following the limitations on governmental power in that document, most journalists and opinion writers today love big government and actually have a disdain for the document that limits its power. The author's lamentations about how the Constitution is no longer working are designed to sway the opinions of writers to agree with the headline of the article. The media and government today would like to completely do away with the Constitution. The media will cheer when liberals or Democrats circumvent the limits imposed by the Constitution, but will rend their garments and gnash their teeth when somebody on the right takes the same actions. It is hypocrisy disguised as concern. And to what end? Why does the media think and behave this way? That's those pesky why questions. Well, it's because the media, along with the new aristocracy, want power. Nothing more, nothing less. Because power, it brings money and control. Our money and their control over us. Simple. Gone are the days when journalists presented information with very little or no bias. Because these journalists, these news media outlets, they want a seat at the table of power and will prostitute their ethics to get it. This article just further bolsters my thoughts on how our nation no longer has a free press. It has a propaganda wing, propping up their preferred totalitarians.
Most of our press has one of two goals today. The first one we discussed, they want to position themselves at the table with a new aristocracy to gain total control over the people of this United States of America and to the wealth our country has generated. The second one is this, to tear down any opposing thoughts and opinions that pose a danger to their first goal. With the advent of the internet and social media, they have gained willing partners with the majority of big tech, too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a fight. A fight for the soul of our republic. A fight for the document that created the best possible and freest nation on the planet. How about this for another lie? Actually, it's a combination of lies. This is another one from a supposed journalist, a Miss Brittany Shepard from ABC News. The source alone should tell you how this article, which is titled, A Majority of Americans Think January 6th Attack Threatened Democracy. It is a continuation of the same thing concerning the events that transpired that day in our nation's capital. At least this journalist only referred in passing to the riot as an insurrection. The insurrection storyline has largely fallen apart. Why? Because nobody's been charged with or even pled guilty to insurrection. The author continues the clarion call of the media of President Trump's persistent and baseless claims of election fraud. Of course, that claim is based upon an ABC poll. Really? That's kind of incestuous. An ABC writer talking about an ABC poll about a politician they despise. Hmm. Imagine my surprise. But their poll contradicts other polls that show a majority of the country actually knows the truth. 56% of Americans believe that cheating likely affected the outcome of the November 2020 presidential election. 56%. Further, 41% believe it was very likely. We will always have to deal with this issue in our nation purely because the leftists will attempt to destroy the very foundations of our constitutional republic. With articles like this one from ABC News stating that our very democracy is under attack while providing cover for their preferred political party to completely circumvent the Constitution with a federal takeover of national elections, while baselessly pushing the lie that the Republican Party at state levels is trying to disenfranchise voters by passing election integrity legislation, they are convincing voters that a federal intervention is needed in the electoral process of the states, which, by the way, is unconstitutional, that doesn't matter to them, The proper process to do this would be through amending the Constitution. But Democrats, liberals, progressives, they know they can't do this, so they propose unconstitutional laws to accomplish their goals, circumventing the Constitution. Then, when they're faced with roadblocks to their federal legislation and takeover elections, what do they resort to? Well, what do they always resort to? They have to change the rules of the game before the end of the fourth quarter in order to try and get a win. That's what old Chucky Schumer is attempting to do in the Senate right now. Changing the Senate rules in order to pass legislation that is blatantly unconstitutional. We need to start calling these people exactly what they are from now on. They aren't Democrats. They aren't liberals. They aren't progressives. They are Marxists. Pure communists. They worship government because they are the government. They want the government, them, to replace God as the focus of people's faith. What is it going to take 
for the vast majority of Americans to wake up, to throw off the apathy toward the government's usurpations of our liberty, to not believe the lie that somebody else will come to their rescue. We all, as individuals with one voice, need to take a stand in the arena to remind our government that they only govern by our consent. And this applies to both major political parties, too. This is a common theme of my campaign. We can no longer waste our votes on candidates that have an R or a D by their name. Those parties are two sides of the same coin. The two-party system contributed to this mess. Heck, not only contributed to it, they caused it. Seek out and encourage people that believe in our Constitution to enter into the political arena, to take a stand for liberty to take a stand in the arena and defend our constitutional republic against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I am running as that independent, conservative, constitutionalist candidate. I have a proven track record of following my oath to the Constitution. I will not be beholden to any special interest other than the Constitution and the unalienable, self-evident, God-given rights it protects. If you can, go to libertyleadershipandlies.com and contribute to my campaign to restore servant leadership to elected office. Share this podcast and my campaign's social media pages with everybody you know that wants to restore our republic to its founding principles. We no longer need the political class, the new aristocracy, to determine the course of our state and our nation. Join with me to do this important work because we are our own rescue party. Before we close the show, I'd like to leave you with this from God's Word. This week, it comes to us from 2 Chronicles 15, 7. But you, take courage. Do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Take courage, everybody. Don't wait to be rescued. Don't let your hands and mind be weak, especially when it comes to the defense of liberty. Be your own rescuer. It takes courage to stand in the arena against tyranny, no matter where it is. It takes even greater courage to stand in the arena against the tyranny that we ourselves have allowed to grow through generations of apathy. Until next week, stand in the arena with me, Reveille, it's time to wake up.